0: But what is
1: scene. I'm talking about your money. Oh wait, do I introduce the show? Did I introduce the show? I don't know how this goes. This is if you catch my grift, we're a podcast about grifters, con artists, and the like. I am joined by Charlie Butters.
2: Hello. <laughs> the enthusiastic Charlie Butters. <laughs> Ever so bright and shiny. (laughs) You know, he was he was fine until you got on. We were having a lovely little talk.
1: And then he (laughs) put me through a fucking loop. I hate that fucking
2: hat. I hate it. (laughs) Shut him down, man, with just one item of clothing.
1: (laughs) Is that better?
3: It's even worse now. Just just let me see your your beautiful locks.
1: My hair. You're on the the line with
3: two bald men. Yeah. Yeah. I have none. (laughs) There you go. There you go. See? That looks pretty. you look like like ace ventura when he encounters those indigenous people in part two never seen it great again with with you not seeing any jim carrey films what is wrong i don't like jim carrey
1: (laughs) he overacts
2: i was was gonna call you a dixie fuck boy but i decided not i mean
1: it's (laughs) It's on brand
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh
3: so, uh, and, and, also, and Austin's
1: here. <laughs> yeah, Austin's here. Hey, guys. I am here.
3: Hi. No, no heaven. No, really? Oh, really? oh shit. Wait, I forgot. I the grass.
4: Oh, my God. God
3: damn
1: it. I've lived in hell for so long.
4: <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally.
1: Oh, it's man. 2023.
3: 2023.
1: I got to come up with something. I finally Reagan. dropped that awful <laughs> bit. <laughs>
2: Unintentional. I just completely forgot to do it. <laughs>
1: Okay, have you guys seen the outrage online about the fucking mr beast video where he like cures a thousand people's blindness or whatever he pays for like the surgery to like fix their eyes no
3: i've no. seen i've seen the video and i've seen you being upset about it but i didn't know that there I was, was outrage about this about the
1: video the outrages and it's mostly like left-leaning people that i see online that like feel this way they're mad they're mad that this man spent his money <laughs> to cure a thousand people. And it, it, it fucking blows my mind. Like, would you rather him sit on his money and not redistribute his wealth? Why are they <laughs> the, mad, though? Why are they're they mad? mad? They're, they're overshooting the trees for the forest, right? They're mad because, like, number one, they're mad because, like, it should. And they're right about this part. It should be free for them to go fix their eyesight. Absolutely. And I agree 100%. It should be. And number two, they're mad that he's using this kind deed in a video for profit, right? And I get that to an extent, because in order for him to keep doing nice things like this, he needs to make money off of this. That's how capitalism works. We live in a capitalist society, and you have to move within the bounds of this capitalist society in order to do nice things like this. And they don't understand that. They don't get that. And there's outrage about it. It's like, like, yeah, they miss
3: they miss the target. I, I like I like that they're upset about that. But he was giving people that just stood in a circle for a, a limited amount of time, ten grand in a PS Five. Like, I would do that he's in doing, a heartbeat. He's
1: doing good things with his money. He's doing good stuff
3: i would like, do, i'd be more outraged that you were giving people 10 grand for playing a, a game in like a indoor sports complex where you stood around for a day <laughs> uh i would rather you do nice things with your money right. uh that's that's and like yeah you're gonna film it you're not gonna just you know be if quiet and didn't. not do that if you're gonna show like hey look i'm doing these great things like that's a nice like well, yeah, I, want to, I want to see story. He makes his the story. The news would do this. a story on it. It's the same thing as he's just promoting like himself without having the news involved. He's just showing you, hey, look what we're doing. It's also it's much better issue. than
2: these like shit, fuck, asshole, you know, billionaires who like will give a couple of million dollars to a hospital or a school and they'll have the fucking a wing named after him. Meanwhile, right. a million dollars to a billionaire is nothing. Is nothing right. like they're right. not but all of a sudden that's all it takes is giving you know several hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars and all of a sudden on their obituary they're gonna be called a philanthropist, you know? And it's like, no, motherfucker, you gave you gave the equivalent of me handing a homeless dude five bucks. That's what you right. did. You don't get to call yourself a philanthropist. That that just doesn't, that's not that
1: that doesn't work. So fuck off. You or know, like, the countless five hundred one c threes that go around pretending like they're doing all this nice things for people, but it's all a fucking tax write off. They get that money right back, and yeah. like, it's going in the CEO's profit. It's not a fucking nonprofit. It's not. And to take that same outrage and apply it to somebody that's doing genuinely good things for poor people around the world, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy.
2: It's it's fucking crazy. It's it's. I think we've got, got
1: we've got too caught up in like the whole like socialism equals poor thing, which doesn't make sense. It's not a fucking poverty cult. (laughs) And we, we just started hating rich people for the simple fact that they're rich. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah.
2: Well, it's so that you just, I mean, too far down this, but we'll lose my segue that I just thought of. But yeah, it's like, you don't, you know, you don't get to make, you know, a hundred billion dollars and give two million away and be like, look at how great I am. But I don't, it's That's it's very different than the Mr. B situation. I mean, he's not, he's not a billionaire. a billionaire Yeah, and he's been giving away his money. That's part of his gimmick. That's how he gains. I don't know. It seems like a lot. That's of, how he gets the money to give it away. <laughs> lot A of, lot of smoke, not a lot of fire.
3: Shout right. about to Mark Cuban with uh, his business ventures that he has, though. Cost yeah. plus drugs. That's awesome.
2: Mark Cuban made all of his money by duping a bunch of shitty investors. So I I mean, there's possibly that he built some of the stuff he's done on on the backs of other people, but I that aspect I like where he was like, uh-oh, the internet is about to blow up in the first dot-com bus, and he managed to sell his company before it happened and walked away laughing, uh, selling a company that was worth fucking nothing a year after he sold it.
1: Well, here's I like how I'll look at the world, right? We all have like a net output of good and bad, right? And as long as your output of good outweighs the bad, then fine, you're good, right? Like, that's fine. And I don't understand. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Too much for me. I dropped out of art school. mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think
2: this is good. This is good because this actually continues a trend of people getting mad at online personalities for things that, don't have anything to do with them i I think think that and that's going to be the show today um there is going to be some outrage and people doing stupid things online but there's also just some silly stuff that i'm like really this is what you spend your time getting mad at but today we're going to talk about another pro wrestler um by the name of logan paul the best doing it, baby. <laughs> God, I hate that we're
3: calling him a pro wrestler. as pro a pro wrestler, good
4: at it. He's really
3: good. He's really <laughs> like good. It. <laughs> i don't like I this like, ride anymore
1: yeah one officer one officer so, paul's tra- wild ride so charlie by the
2: end of this i am going to convince you that pro wrestling is the perfect vehicle for this guy like it's absolutely the best like a fucking hand in a glove this thing fits on this guy and it's probably the best movies ever done in terms of a career I, I think just from all of this bullshit i just had to read about him
1: I don't know what Austin has prepared, but I think I should issue a trigger warning right here at the top. We're probably going to talk about the suicide forest thing. Yes, for if sure. you don't like the topic of suicide, maybe this isn't the pod for you. I don't know how deep we're going to go into it, no, but not deep. We're just going to okay. mention it. it's a so thing that happens. I want to issue that. Not one going deep in
3: the forest. Okay, we're not, not going not, that not deep in the forest. I wish <laughs> not, I could.
1: Not that <laughs> forest
2: in particular, Dalton. Um. So yeah. So actually,
1: yeah. I unlocked Austin. <laughs> Jesus. <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Snuck that in there, motherfucker. I heard it. (laughs) Um, So it's actually this year is the 10th anniversary of the launch of Vine. It's kind of shocking to think it's only been 10 years. Wow. That seems like a lifetime ago. Right? That's what I I was so. So the first thing I was surprised by were how close all these dates were. I was like, this was not that long ago. And I feel like I've lived two lifetimes since this was all happening. What's your favorite Vine? I didn't do Vine,
1: but you did. Didn't you? You're not my dad, God. Charlie knows what I'm talking about. Look at this line. Can you read it? Dalton is a vine guy for sure.
2: <laughs> you even made my fucking notes this
3: time. <laughs> fucking ADD, yeah. Uh, for
2: sure. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. Um, that's like that's like in within the first half of the first page. It says Dalton is a vine guy for sure. <laughs>
3: So, Make me try um, my croissant. So, <laughs> so this
2: ties back to both of you guys, because he's an Ohio dude. So Charlie, a resident Ohioan, and he was a vinebag,
3: huh? We don't claim him. <laughs> well, you don't, you're just not like, from Cleveland, just like Machine Gun Kelly. We don't claim the that. fine motherfucker of Ohio,
1: Machine Gun Kelly, Jake Paul, and Logan Paul. Jesus yeah, Christ, and <laughs> they're all buddies too. So uh,
2: that is, at least Logan and Machine Gun Kelly are. Um, but I can't keep up with what's going on between Logan and Jake. They they seem to be like feud and not feud, and I don't know. It's all weird. I'm not getting in any of that internet drama. There's so much of it. I was like, this is so stupid. I'm not doing this <laughs> anyway. Um, born Logan Paul was born in Westlake, Ohio, which is a suburb of Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. True, Cleveland guy, Ohio. I'm sorry, we got some shit bags from Louisiana though. So you're, you'll, you 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 got to take this one.
3: One day, I hope the three of them get on a plane. Oh, no, hey, hey, no, in, hey, in no. The, no, no death, no, no violence. In the, in the mountains, there was that and one time they all survive. No, they all Don't the, do But it. Then they have to. No, oh, no, we're <laughs> not doing survive. That and we never hear from them again. Allegedly.
2: Anyway, um, Logan got a start on social media when he was ten years old. And it was on this app called Zoosh. Did you ever hear this? No. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what this is. And I got a little frustrated because I couldn't figure it out. And I did a ton of research. And I think that it like pivoted. I think it's some sort of like um, NFC finance company, not NFT, NFC, which is like near field communications. Um, so I can't find this company. I can't find anything about it. Zush, it's now some finance company. It probably pivoted because that's what you do. And, um, it with tech companies is they don't hit a market. So they pivot. Do you know, YouTube actually began life as a dating site? No. Yeah. It was like those, um, it was where you would record yourself like, and, and talking about what you were looking for in a woman because let's be honest it was probably all men on this dating site and then they would post it and people would go and look um so uh 2013 twitter launches vine they bought it the previous year for 30 million dollars and having not totally understood what the product was they just like oh it's a video program let's buy that and so they bought it they launched it ton of people jumped on there it was a brand new way um to for you know internet personalities to, to get on there and share their content, make new content, six second videos. We we know what Vine is at this point. Vine um, walks,
1: so or TikTok could run.
2: Yeah, basically. Um, and Logan and Jake were early adapters on the platforms, and they got a huge following. So, at Logan's peak, he had something like almost 10 million followers on Vine, which is massive. I mean, that's that's a ton of people uh, for for that little platform, and. He was still in high school when I actually started Vine. So he was young, young. And I think that's what the most surprising thing is how young he is throughout this entire thing.
1: Uh he's two years younger than you, Dalton. Just keep yeah. that in mind when all this stuff goes on. So it which was is crazy because like his peak popularity was not when like I was his target audience, you right. know. Right. Yeah, I remember like watch i was like old enough to work and i would go visit vic at the daycare and the kids would like be on their tablets watching like a late or logan paul diss track to jake paul or some shit yep i'm like Which- what the fuck is this
2: <laughs> yeah and he's kind of been like famous i mean he has been famous for a long time in terms of just being on the internet and and being a presence for forever and ever and ever um by 2014 only a year after they launched he was making i mean he was making hundreds of thousands of dollars just from endorsement deals because why right. not i mean like he's this clean cut good looking average white guy you know from ohio right. it's like he's he's perfect for you know putting in a commercial or endorsing your product now I mean, at this point in 2014, it definitely doesn't really work out in his favor in the long run with that sort of thing. Um, but most of it is, is you know, video memes. He's out there doing pranks. They're doing fun little edits for the right. videos to kind of get the attention. Um, in 2014, he dropped out of... Uh, college and he moves to LA he wants to be a big star he starts taking acting classes like his goal is to be an entertainer and I think his his intention was to cross over into like more mainstream and get less and less on the internet he shows up in an episode of Law & Order SVU which was a terrible episode that I ended up watching uh, it was about Gamergate and it was like oh was, god yeah it was really <laughs> what a was, dark time with the internet <laughs> it, was, it was definitely written by someone who didn't quite understand what Gamergate was and then they had to like pump up the toxicity and like throw a murder and a rape (laughs) in it and all this other crate it was bad Um, gamer moment yeah (laughs) so then in 2016 twitter announces that vine was shutting down and it's kind of caught a lot of people by surprise i think a lot of people were like what vine i remember when this happened people were really upset about vine going away right and it really wasn't that big of a surprise if anybody had paid attention to the numbers. Um, this is actually from the Wall Street Journal, just to kind of give it, uh, you know, the full context. It said, um, video creators, marketers, and ad buyers have grown tired of Vine for a confluence of reasons. Some Vine stars uh, felt like the app wasn't supportive of their work and didn't implement a sustainable advertising model. Meanwhile, platforms like Facebook and Facebook do Instagram poured resources into video and Snapchat started to gain traction with Vine's young audience. Um once the new shiny object, Vine's rigid six-second format eventually languished with a stars and brands. So, you know, Vine came first. They launched as a video platform. They didn't really have any idea how to monetize it. And as a result, all the people that came after them, like Snapchat and Instagram, were like, we can make this and we can make money off of it. And Twitter was like, oh, shit, we should have forgot. We should have thought about right. that. Really... <laughs> Oops. Um and and Snapchat at the time allowed up to 10 second videos, um and it's 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 kind of wild. I think it's really funny considering that it, YouTube a few years later would introduce the six second ad. And it's very much in that like six right. seconds was considered perfect at a at, you know for certain things.
1: I don't mind but, sitting through a six second ad. You
2: know what right, I mean? Yeah. Right. They're impossible to fucking make and sell anything with. Uh, just from someone who works in advertising, they're a complete fucking nightmare. But. Like, how do you, how do you cram a message into six seconds and still have like a product shot? The, the, you
1: know, (laughs) don't sprinkle it on the feet. Go on now. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Boom. (laughs) <laughs> there it is. That's it. End card. Go. Um, but this is continues from the Wall Street Journal. It says Meanwhile, Vine lacks an ad product, an ad product like Twitter's promoted tweet or Snapchat sponsored geo filters, meaning that if a brand wants Vine as part of an ad campaign, it has to work with the individual creators or make their own vines and pay to promote them on Twitter. The medley of influencer marketing firms like Twitter will own niche act as the middleman to help brands get their products mentioned in a video. So it's just really clumsy. Like you're pulling money in, you have no way of making measuring the success you don't know where it's going you're just giving it to individual creators it was a mess so it shut down um and logan along with jake and a bunch of other vine stars made their move to youtube and instagram and that's pretty much where all of them are even most of them are still around to this day um yeah it, it you know instagram had been purchased by facebook in 2012 and i mean they copied everything that everybody right. else was doing that's what facebook to this does. day they yeah. still, still well, are Yeah. If they can't buy it, they're going to rip you off. So you might as well sell at this point because they've just got so much money and such a big company. Um, and and honestly, like I said earlier, everything was going really well with Logan as an influencer. He, you know, he looks the part. Sponsors want to come after him. Again, he's getting cast. And there's a Disney television program that he's in. He's in a couple of movies. They're really small. And that doesn't look like they're terribly good. They were, I think they were put out by YouTube Red, which was YouTube's original video or oh movie service. Oh my what a lot of
1: fucking terrible idea. Yeah. I remember, I'm really into, uh, I watched this uh, show on YouTube called Good Mythical Morning. Like it's been like, my routine every day since i graduated high school like every day and they had a show uh Rhett mclaughlin and Leek neal from the show they had a different show on youtube red called buddy system and my dumb ass signed up for youtube red just to watch this fucking terrible awful show (laughs) it was real bad
2: yeah that seems to be what youtube red was um you know he yeah, it, it just, he, he blew up and he was huge. He transferred what he was doing on Vine over to YouTube, had a ton of followers. And then in 2016, people on the internet do what people on the internet always do. They went back and they found a bunch of racist tweets that he sent when he was <laughs> a kid. And that is the part that, that I'm going That is make. why I nuked my old Twitter account.
1: <laughs>
2: you don't have to nuke the account. You can actually just delete old
1: old. Text. Well, no part of it was like oh my god like there was some like i remember it's not like terrible like it's definitely like fatophobic tweets that were in there and like uh just pretty awful terrible stuff that i wouldn't say today and absolutely. you know if i you know if i wouldn't say it today that's saying a lot <laughs> so, so, speaking so of trying,
2: saying things that are terrible i'm gonna make you read one of these tweets that got dug up this is probably the worst of them oh, um, oh jesus you might me read the worst one? <laughs> yes absolutely here we go you ready
1: what? Okay, uh, this is coming from the mouth of at Logan Paul, not at Express Boy Adult. This is a tweet for, made on July twelfth, two thousand and twelve, at four twenty four p.m. Logan he was Paul was
2: seventeen. By the way, just say it.
1: Watermelon makes your penis bigger. Black men. Soy increases the estrogen in your body, decreases penis size. Asians. That's that's the
2: tweet. That's the tweet. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ooh. So, yeah, so he got least got dug up and there's a few more. There's a lot of like anti-Asian tweets that he made. That was, so that, that was, that was bad. And, but for some reason it didn't really stick. And I think part of it was because he was a dumb 17 year old kid and he made these comments. He thought he was being funny or edgy and and there's definitely a line there. Um, but in, on December 31st, 2017, things really took a turn for Mr. Logan Paul. That, as we talked about very briefly before we start recording is when, um, the now infamous Suicide Forest video on YouTube. And I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but just to kind of give you context. From How where do you feel was. about
1: this? Like, first, like, do you think like it was that big of a deal or is it like they're already dead? It's not like their feelings are hurt, right?
2: I, so I watched it. I You could still find it. And I watched the whole video and I thought two things. Well, I thought a few things. Um, I thought, I mean, the guy, the the person who died in the the body of the person who died in that forest. I mean, they obviously are not going to be affected, right? right? It could be traumatizing for the family. But I have to say, and, and, and like people that love them, they don't want to see that. But a couple of things that I was unaware of when I, until I rewatched it. One, the face is blurred out through the video. You know, so you don't see who it is. You do see the hands, and that's a weird thing. Um I, When I was in high school, we went to go see um, a body. It was a for anatomy class, and they had like a cadaver that they took us to go see, and they that's like it wild. was it was already dissected, but they just like re dissected the parts and showed us where it took everything you off was. To a morgue? they took us to it was a hospital but yeah it was was meant for that purpose but the one thing that the the person who was leading the tour or the you know the whole demonstration told us is that they they covered the face and the hands because the hands are almost as like humanizing as faces are like when you see hands like if you see old hands a lot of times it reminds people of their grandparents or things like that and so it can evoke a lot and so this video definitely showed the guy's hands i i would also say logan is uh, more than a little freaked out by it like it's not and i think that part of his and i'm not making excuses for him because he's, he's he's a shithead and there's, he does a lot of shithead things you know <laughs> but he, he's 22 years old. He's definitely freaking out. Like he's having a hard time. He didn't think he was going to see a dead body. It's probably an ill-conceived prank, you know, or or trip, but that he saw right. a body almost immediately is what the video would lead you to believe. Into it, and he freaks out, and he starts kind of making jokes. But I also think that that's a defense mechanism. As I look at Dalton, that's 100 what that's, I would do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't feel as scandalous as. It was at the time because I right. remember hearing about it and going, who the fuck is Logan Paul? I don't care. But it's it's just like it's a dumb 22-year-old kid doing dumb shit. Like I, right. I just – I don't know. It didn't feel – and maybe things have been so much worse since that happened. You know, like it doesn't oh, – yeah. in 2023, it's like, eh, okay, it wasn't great. But it also like you didn't deserve for your entire world to get yanked out from underneath you, which is right. what happened, which is – I mean like I, I don't like – talking about like cancel culture but if you really wanted to this is a guy that it happened to for a short amount of time i mean he lost all of his endorsements he lost all of his he had a movie deal in the works that so got pulled everything got pulled they were fucking yik yakking about him on the the view and talking about how you know scandalous this, this thing is like was a
1: very like i don't know like this a very like uh, i don't know the words so sorry uh, it feels like my generation wouldn't have cared that much. If you grew up watching live leak videos of like cartel beheadings and whatnot, it feels like it was the older, like coastal elite types that were like all up in arms about this.
2: Yeah, it definitely was like a lot of squawking around, but right. it had a huge impact. I mean, in 2017, this, this literally the video was released the last day of 2017. But that year he had pulled in 12 and a half million dollars. Just that one year. So, I mean, he's making it's a lot of money, a lot of money, and pretty much all of this gets just yoinked out. The video was up for less than 24 hours. He pulled it the next day. He immediately issued an apology, followed by another apology. And he took three weeks off from his vlog. He was doing a daily vlog at the time. He took three weeks off. He came back, and in that time, he had made a documentary about suicide <laughs> awareness, and he pledged to donate a million dollars to organizations that are dedicated to um, you know, preventing suicide, which I think you know, which in is terms almost
1: of, the almost ten percent of his income for that yeah, year.
2: It's not bad. It's not bad. It's a lot of money. These organizations can use it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like in terms I of feel apology, like he made
1: the right steps at that time absolutely. to make amends for it.
2: And I think that's why he's still around. You know, I think that he did the right thing, whether it was his, you know, whether it was him or someone around him, but whatever it was, I think that he really went around, went about doing the right things. I could be missing videos. I mean, I didn't watch everything. It's impossible to watch like the last 10 years of this guy's content. Cause there's so much. And so I'll be the first to admit that like, if I miss something, my apologies, but just based on what I pull and what I watch, that's sort of my, that's my conclusion. Um, Yeah. So, He eventually made it back online. He kept doing his blog. He kept doing or his vlog and kept being a, you know, Internet prankster, Internet personality. But I think at that point he was kind of like, I'm not going to go mainstream. Like, I'm just places aren't going to hire me as an actor. I'm not going to go movie roles. I've got to figure out something else. And so in 2018, both him and his
1: brother discovered the wonderful world of boxing. Which Which I'm not mad at. Listen, I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's not facing real fighters, but Logan Paul can actually go like (laughs) from a technical standpoint. Dude's a good fighter. Well, it turns out. So his dad
2: and his uncles were all pro boxers at one point. So this is like a family thing. Plus, I also feel like you can be the biggest fucking shithead in the world and be a boxer and get away with it. Like, oh, yeah, sports, for sure. It's we, just don't give car- we don't just as so we... carny as pro wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, really, any professional sports, there's very little that you can't get away with. I mean, it's getting a little Shout bit the Shout out to Sean Watson, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some of that. I think that so it was Cleveland's a... <laughs> <laughs> Um He I will say this, though, Jake. Is much more successful boxer than Logan. Oh, Logan, for sure, for sure. As of the state has still not won a single match.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, Jake. Jake's very good. Logan's good too, but Jake is much better. Yeah, much Jake better looking is too. Probably the better fighter of the
2: two. Uh, I'm not going to go into looks. Oh, no, Jake's a good looking dude. I'm, put,
1: I'm just going to put that.
2: You just like him because he's a little dirtier and has a bunch of tattoos.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I like dirty men. <laughs> Can you
2: isolate that, Charlie, just in the, the cut? We need to throw that on the soundboard. I like <laughs> dirty men.
1: <laughs> That's not going to come back to haunt me
2: ever. <laughs> so, um, the, the point is, I mean, his, his boxing record isn't great. He's never actually won a fight, but he's made a shit load of money oh, off yeah. of boxing. So, the first one, uh, the first match was against fellow YouTuber KSI. And that pulled in pulled in 1.3 million buys on YouTube, and ended up netting them about 13 million dollars. So not a that's bad day, pretty significant. Uh, the next fight that they had, they had a rematch that pulled in around two million views. And then his big match was on June 6, 2021 versus Floyd Mayweather, um, which
1: Floyd Mayweather fucking robbed that man too. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, so they went nine <laughs> rounds. It it was on Showtime. That ended up pulling in almost $50 million.
1: Yeah. Which is made a lot of
2: significant. money. Significant. And I think that that's it. Like with, with box, if you're good at it and you have the skill, you fight once a year and you make mm-hmm. these just incredible, these incredible pots of money as a result of it. Um, it, you know he also i think this is like one of the early times where he comes into contact with some real scumbags and those are like oh, promoters yeah. boxing promoters oh, are notoriously yeah. awful uh and it turns out that floyd uh mayweather still hasn't paid him everything yeah. that he was he fucking for
1: the robbed fight.
2: him <laughs> <For the fight. laughs> uh and i have a little clip of uh, logan talking about that because dalton loves a good clip show
4: has he paid you or is that something that you can't disclose No,
2: no, right now? He, he has not paid me in full, that is a fact.
5: No, short, way. Short a few mil, yeah. Wow. Still a few mil? Yeah, oh yeah.
4: Have you been in contact with him?
6: Nah. Nah, we're taking this to court.
4: No, are you being serious? Like a- do
6: I look serious, lady?
4: You do. I'm just making sure. I apologize. Really? I'm, I'm just- nah, I'm
6: fucking with you.
2: Uh.
1: I'm not fucking with you. Yeah, we're taking it to court.
4: No <laughs> way. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I yeah, see you in the
1: courtroom. Congrats, you're going to prison, Floyd you see how he went into promo mode like how he snapped yeah he <laughs> a lot did. of it, natural <laughs> yeah
2: it's i mean it's part of the reason he's gonna be really good at wrestling but yeah yeah it's just the way he's like bullshit and then he's not and it's real it's not and he also said he owes me a few million so it sounds like he got paid something but not everything yeah. mayweather by the way says absolutely not that he got paid everything i don't know that mayweather knows exactly mayweather, what notorious pe- trustworthy individual right and this <laughs> notorious read.
3: nice guy uh who doesn't hit women Right. Uh, needs to explain to him how prison works because i'm pr- pretty sure that he's not, not gonna go to prison, prison for though, not for fucking paying <laughs> him money like that's not how that works
2: no but you know mayweather was also um was also a spokesperson for a crypto coin called ethereum max with kim kardashian that bottomed out like all these fucking coins do and we'll talk about that too soon um but yeah he you know. This is what he's doing. He's 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 a boxer now, right? He's a boxer. He's a YouTube personality. And in twenty uh, eighteen he also launches his podcast, which is called impossible.
1: Duh, 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 duh. Impulsive. Imp- Ugh, God, impulsive. There we go. Take three. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> times charm, And he kind of created a genre of these uh, creator fights, right? Because it's like there's a fight coming up, a creator clash where there's yeah. a bunch of YouTube personalities going against each other. And that's thanks to the Paul brothers.
2: Yeah, it's definitely there's. I think there's a little bit more of a history behind it. Like, I remember when. I don't know what the date is, but it feels older when like Danny Bonaducci fought the guy who played screech on saved by the bell. Like they were trying to do these like hokey, but they did a where it wasn't like, you didn't want to watch that. Right. Like right. it was just kind of a funny ha ha thing. Whereas the Paul brothers came in and they're like, we're actually kind of good at this and we're going to fight these, you know, we're going to make a lot of money off of these gimmicky fights, but right. they are good fights. I would assume because they, they both seem to be okay at boxing. Um, and so he's got this podcast. He uses it a vehicle for all of his new businesses and promotions. And one of the first ones that he starts talking about is a little crypto coin, a shit coin called
1: Dink Doink. <laughs> These names even worse and worse. <laughs> Did you hear you heard about Dink Doink? <laughs> oh, I know, I know the scam, but I didn't know that's what the coin was called. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, this was called Dink Doink. Um, so this was that's just uh, Dalton's nickname now. Yeah what he calls his little fella hey yeah. dinky wake up dink, dink doink. Doink, dalton dink you want to do some doink oh uh, anyway, if you
1: for dink want doink we got a product for you you can go buy blue chew at... <laughs> so i mean this is like
3: peak. you can subscribe kinda... to our patreon and see naughty photos of dalton i'll do it his doink
1: if the listen if the uh if the will of the people is towards that, I will certainly show my dink doink for profit. do I well, think you me. should
2: just I think you should just pose like the picture that Charlie uh sent the
1: group chat. <laughs> put it in this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, uh there was one time I put a picture on Twitter like oh, I was like a big cut. I was in the gym heavy. I was looking good, oh, feeling I remember. good. I remember and I posted my uh I posted a picture of me on the scale on the Twitter, but I forgot my scale was reflective. And you can see, like, my wiener and my balls in the picture. And I think it was Charlie texting me. He was like, hey, babe, no, <laughs> it. was
2: it was Jay Gold.
1: Oh, it was Jay Gold, yeah. yeah. Josh Goldstein texted me. He's like, hey, uh, I can see your dick in that picture.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: you
3: put it on the Discord. You put it and on Twitter. I can Twitter. see you're not a member of our tribe in that picture. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um is that a cut wiener down there <laughs> wait do jewish people get their wieners cut or is that yes i do okay then i'm a member of his tribe <laughs> my mom says she got me circumcised she didn't want me to have a weird dick
2: and that was the last nice thing your mom ever did for you that's right fuck that bitch <laughs> um so yeah so the whole idea was Simple. Like it was a shit coin. It was never going to do very much, but the whole premise was hey, we created this ridiculous character. They did it based on, um, they, they created this stupid cartoon character. And they were like, when this thing launches, because it's going to be huge, we're going to put it in a bunch of movies, we're going to put it in TV shows. This character, Dink Doink, is going to show up everywhere you guys the people that invest in this coin are going to get paid right so right. royalty checks and things like that and it was a silly idea it was mostly a joke it feels like um but it was like his first foray into crypto shit
1: and they're riding off the popularity of dogecoin at this point right which was yeah. another shit coin was isn't created as a joke and it just took off in popularity exactly
2: and i so i'm going to play really quick the video and then i'm not going to tell you what it looks like but then after i play this video that they released with dink doink i want you to tell me what it reminds you of because it's going to be pretty obvious you ready oh there's a south park
4: yep My favorite coin. Want you to dink on my face, take a doink on my chest, yeah, yeah. Dink doink, you my favorite coin. Why don't you come on over, take pictures of my feet, yeah, yeah. Dink doink, you my favorite coin. Why don't you take my little sister to the prom, don't doink her. Dink doink, you're my favorite coin. This my kind favorite coin. You're my favorite coin.
3: All right, I'm going to stop it there.
4: It's kind of, it's
1: <laughs> kind of fire. This Gene, kind of I was hits.
3: jamming. Put that back on.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? All right, we'll keep going. Here we go. I can fall with the fucking heat, brother. Good, good. I doink, my favorite yeah. My girlfriend says thank you for
4: all the new girlfriends. Yeah, think, do get an all time high. One. It's really high when you keep getting higher. Yeah, think, don't give my favorite coin. You turn my wallet into a penthouse. Think, don't give my favorite coin. We're going. Yeah, we're going to the moon. Yeah, yeah. Ding, doink, you're my favorite car. I want you to take on my face and take a on my chest.
3: Yeah, 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 All right, that's it. I'm done now. <laughs> so oh, was... that's, a, that's a jam right there. That's fucking fire. <laughs> and I'll send that. I'll send
2: that to you both. You guys can enjoy it at your own leisure with your dinks and your doinks. Um... <laughs>
1: got my face, take a dunk on my chest. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yes. It's catchy. It's
2: <laughs> so, that's for real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to really quick read this write-up uh from the Times by David Yaffe Bellany about kind of the whole Dink Doink thing. It said, according to the project's creator, Dink Doink investors would receive shares of a cartoon character entitling them to a portion of the proceeds of the googly-eyed figure ever uh if the if the gooey-eyed figure ever appeared in a TV show or a movie. Last June, Mr. Paul, 27-year-old boxer and social media influencer, praised Dinktoink on Twitter and in public Telegram chat before endorsing it again on his podcast, Impulsive. But by mid-July, the price of Dinktoink had plummeted to a fraction of a cent, and Mr. (laughs) Paul was facing an online backlash. What a surprise! Um, in his endorsements, he had failed to mention that some some relevant information. He and the project's creator were friends, and they had come up with the idea for a cryptocurrency together. He'd also received a large allocation of Dinktoin oh, coins when it
1: launched. So, uh, Who loves a good old rug pull?
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, the problem is the exit, right? The moment people go to cash out the coin, the value drops. And it's especially true if the investors hold a lot of the coins, which someone like Logan Paul would have. In fact, and also funny enough, CoffeeZilla exposed this one, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's all I
1: know about this video. Shout out yeah. CoffeeZilla.
2: So, in fact, after the coin went bust, it was revealed that 80% of the coins were owned by about 100 wallets, which included Logan's, right? So, this is what you do. You sell it to your friends. You buy a bunch. You sell it to your friends. You sell it to influencers. First, they buy up most of it. Then you let your you know all of your followers come in and buy it afterwards, and you immediately sell. Because when they buy it, the price goes up. You sell yours. They're stuck with these
1: fucking coins that right. suddenly...
2: Very rapidly decrease in value. So
1: it's simple with supply and demand, really. Like if you go to an econ class, you know this. If there's a high supply of the coin, it's not going to be worth much. The, but
2: it's also nothing. You don't get anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but what I'm, I'm you saying, what I'm saying is,
1: you're, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, if there's a high supply of this imaginary coin, it's not going to be worth much, right? Right. But if there's a low supply and the demand is high, then it's going to be worth a lot. But when Logan thing. immediately sells all his share, the market gets flooded with these coins and there's a high supply again. So the value of this coin is going to go yeah. down.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But you're also not buying anything, right? You're buying, right. Yeah, you're buying, you're buying that, a promise from the people that back it. That I'm explaining econ to, back it. to our listeners also. <laughs> no, I know. I get it. I know. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, supply and demand can also work if you have a product to sell when you don't right. you're just stuck with nothing <laughs> you're stuck with a code in a virtual wallet that you can never touch and this is going to happen a few times spoiler alert um and there you know there's a lot of other people that are in his sphere that I think are really bad uh, like that are not on the level and I think that they're taking advantage of him. That doesn't excuse him because this is very much his project. Like right. he was, his, he created the character. Being he dumb drew the doesn't character. excuse you for being a bad person. Right. And, and, and being someone who gets taken advantage of, which I think is something that happens over and over again, also not a very good excuse. Like you built this audience and you can't take advantage of them, but that doesn't really happen that way. Or we wouldn't have an episode. Uh, so <laughs> He, he did talk about uh, – this is actually from the CEO. It says, we might as well be honest about how this came about. I was chilling with Logan, and we were like, what's the stupidest name we could think of for a coin? Dink, doink, and it just came alive. So I, I think part of it was a joke, but people invested you know, right. in this thing. People, know. And
1: when, Once people start spending their money, it's no longer a joke. Exactly, exactly. And,
2: and this one didn't cause a big stir. I think this was early enough on like where this rug pull didn't pull make a lot of attention. But he brushed himself off from this pretty quickly. Not sure that he made any money, if maybe a little bit, but it definitely wasn't like millions and millions of dollars. Right. It just he, but he, you know, that was that was that was the project. Um, but you know, he moved on to other things, and we're going to talk about those. One of those things, actually, a lot of those things involve Pokemon. Logan Paul is a huge Pokemon card trailer
1: trader. Yeah, yeah I saw that uh entrance that he made at one of the WWE shows. I think it's yep. like the Blood Money show where he had the million yeah. dollar card around his neck or some shit he's done Super it a couple cringy. times it's bad <laughs>
2: and we're going to talk about all those times because i think the world of collectibles is
1: is fascinating and Dude, i think you know why don't people grow some balls like if everybody rushed them and stole the card they couldn't stop them right yeah but you <laughs> also couldn't when you hear about what
2: the card was you couldn't flip it there's no way to sell it there's just it's it's we'll we'll get to that um so He's a big collector of Pokemon cards. He's got a bunch of money, right? He's throwing it out there. He said at one point, he's like, I'm I don't collect Lamborghinis, I collect Pokemon cards, you know, kind of to to flash his wealth and compare himself to most of these these, you know,
1: multi-millionaires that came on online. I'm so tired uh, of everything becoming a commodity. Oh my god. Can't we just give the cards back to the kids? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um so in in 2021. He manages to buy a PSA grade 10. Do you know what P- the PSA grading system is? is? Okay. So he bought a grade 10. He actually wanted to buy a Beckett grade 10, which apparently is a much more rigorous grading system. Uh, and of this specific char- Charizard Card. It was like a tinfoil Charizard Charizard. first edition card. There's only two Beckett PSA tens in the world. One guy has both of them and is absolutely unwilling to sell them. He's been offered multiple million dollars for these cards. He just he cares about it too much. What's the point of having them if you're not gonna sell them there? There's a thing about collectors and loving their collections. I mean, that's that's why you do it, right? Why amass it if you're just gonna sit on it? Some people collect to speculate. on on an investment some people just do because they like it and it's just a thing you know okay so instead um paul ended up buying a psa grade 10 charizard the same card just a lesser graded quality for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is an obscene amount of money for a little card yeah but again it's a collector i'm not going to disparage that because people love collecting and, and they'll spend a lot of money if they have it on on these things that they love um so he ended up wearing that card as a necklace to the Floyd Mayweather fight. Like that was on his neck. This Charizard PSA 10 was, was made into a necklace and was on his neck. Uh, But it wasn't the first time that he had spent an obscene amount of money on a Pokemon card. He also threw down $150,000 again. It's weird that it was the same amount, but um, for another single card. And this time it was considered to be the Holy grail of Pokemon cards. I know way more about Pokemon cards than I did at the beginning of this. But there is a card that is called, uh, and I'm actually going to read this from PSA. So the illustrator Pikachu is extremely rare and only released in Japan. Um, according to Zen Plus, there were only 39 produced. There was They were awarded as prizes for the Pokemon card game illustration contest sponsored by Kuroko Kurokoro comics in 1998. The artwork for the card was illustrated by Atsuko Nishida, and she is credited as one of the creators of Pikachu. So this is a card. There's only 39 in existence. He finally found one, pays $150,000. Just for context, a near mint seven, so we're not talking about a 10 here, fetched $900,000 at auctions for one card in 2021. The year before, that same card had sold for $375,000. So this is a market. (sighs) That's growing, and there's a lot of fucking money in it. Um. So again, Logan didn't buy a graded card. He didn't have a PSA card. He just got a he got an open card because it was all he could find. He still paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars. He got a fake.
1: Oh, it's so good! It's so good.
2: <laughs> so it turns out that it was a regular regular card with a sticker of the Pikachu illustrator, complete with the foil. So it was quite a print job. Logan, of course, made content out of this. He was—he filmed himself taking the sticker off of the face of the car, revealing that it was some worthless trainer <laughs> card. He got so mad, he picks up a shirt or some sort of garment, puts it around his fist, and punches through a window, a glass window in his house. And you know, the, the thing didn't actually cover his hand all the way, so he ended up in the emergency room as a result. Be
1: the whitest story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ, the cacacity.
2: So he ends up in the ER. He has to get stitches. Lesson learned. Bought a fake Pokemon card. Lost $150,000. And
3: Um, I have a lot in common with him. I I put my fist through a window once before and uh, sliced my my hand up. Yeah, it's not
2: good. Glass don't fuck around. The only time I've ever really cut myself, my hands anyway, has always been because of glass.
1: I, I think I broke my hand like a few months ago. Not like broke it, broke it, but like it hurt for a couple months after I hit what I hit. But I got in an argument with somebody at work. I even posted this on Discord when it happened, and I put, went and punched a pole. Yeah. yeah,
2: I remember you put the picture up of the knuckle.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, if I told you this was the end of the Pokemon drama, I would be lying because it's not. And there's these things are kind of littered in here. So when the opportunity
1: to it's buy... very timely for me too. I've been rewatching the Pokemon series lately. Very like good. This. Very good show. Um, do you watch? Do you play any of the games? Dude, I've got an emulator on my phone right now. I've been going through uh, Omega Ruby. It's very good. Also, uh, the re-release of Sun is very good. That's one of the main reasons I got an Android, so I could run an emulator on you my phone. You keep showing me
2: that screen like I can see anything through the display, but that's okay. I'm going to take your bin. I trust you. I don't know, if I turn I the brightness you. down. Yeah, maybe.
1: You can see, yeah.
2: I see, a little see bit, all yeah. the ROMs yeah, yeah, I have yeah, yeah. on there? Yeah. I see my face and those. <laughs> <laughs> so... um so, yeah. So the opportunity to buy a sealed, authenticated box of first edition Pokemon cards came to Logan Paul and immediately he jumped at it. Right. So this is a case that has six of the the card boxes you know like in each box has a certain number of packs in it so i mean it's a big deal it's a big case and the buyer was looking for 3.5 million dollars for these cards oh boy they are impossible to find at this point because they've all been opened this is an old you know like these are from the the late 90s there's all kinds of crazy expensive cards that you could possibly get um and pokemon collectors take their Hobby, very seriously. And from the get-go, this was a very suspicious box. Uh, It hit eBay. The winning um, bid was for $72,000. Typically, one of the six boxes in this case would usually fetch about $430,000. Good God. So the fact that six of these boxes together in a case only got seventy two thousand dollars raised a lot of red flags, and there's a whole there was a whole site that talked about like all of the red flags that you know serious collectors would have been aware of and didn't bid on, and that's why it only went to seventy two thousand. Because if you think about it, like six boxes in this one case, if they're four thousand or four hundred thirty thousand dollars a piece, this is two point six million dollars for this case. Right, right, And real collectors know that. They know the value of it. They would have bid. This guy was not serious. But anyway, somebody ended up getting it through several different transactions, ended up getting it for $2.6 million, sold it to Logan Paul for $3.5 million, right? Made a little money. Logan mm-hmm. Paul was excited. He went to open it online. It was a fraud. It oh was my God. Not Pokemon cards. When he opened it up, it was a bunch of G.I. Joe cards. Uh- <laughs> He's the Matt Cardona of Pokemon. It's crazy. Very different. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so he didn't get what he paid for. The person who sold the case to Logan vowed to get to the bottom of the scam. I'm not really sure how he's going to do that, but he he vowed to kind of track down the perpetrator and get the money back. Don't think that's happened. Pretty sure yeah. it hasn't, if I had to guess. How are you going um, to get
1: the money back? <laughs> the money's gone, brother. <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and, and the internet like swarmed with speculation. They said it was a stunt, that he knew it wasn't real, that he didn't actually spend all that money. I don't know. It it is what it is, but there's definitely some 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 stuff on there where I think his eagerness kind of gets the best of him uh, sometimes. And he ends up spending three and a half million dollars for something that turns out not to be what he thought it was. Uh, So, yeah. So anything for the content, I guess. I don't know. He also has a DAO, uh, Decentralized um, Anonymous Organization, which is what these collectives that come together to buy crypto together do they form these these units we talked about a little bit in our nft episode with those uh idiots that got together to buy what they thought were the rights to dune and they it turns out <laughs> they didn't buy the rights to dune that was a that was a dow um so i want to really quick uh just play his explanation for what his project is called it's called originals and this is what his project is all about he that he set up uh hang on real quick there is a DAO component attached
6: Decentralized Autonomous Organization so if you are a holder of one of the 99 originals you are also a member of the originals DAO that will have access to a Treasury where we will do proposals and decide what to do with the money. So again, I'm gonna sell these, but only half of my personal profits I'm gonna keep. The other half goes into what's called a community treasury. So hopefully this treasury gets a significant amount of money in it and the members of the DAO can decide what to do with that money. Whether they wanna invest in assets, whether they wanna fund artists, whether we wanna throw big events in big cities all over the world. If we wanna buy a fucking jet that members of the DAO can charter, we can do it. If we want to f- uh, fund independent movies, this is a big idea. This is Hollywood 2.0, right? The DAO can do so. And so if you're a member of the DAO, it is this little bit of a, a prestige and exclusive group. We can invest in stuff. We can donate money. I'm going to donate a lot of this money uh, to, to philanthropies in the project. And again, each, each piece tells such a significant story, and I'm so excited to release it.
2: So, so that's the pitch. Basically, what it was is I'm a serious suspicious off like off rep. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds
1: very sus.
2: Well, that's why I wanted to play it first. So basically, what he what he did is he ended up traveling the world. At some point, he said that he traveled eighty four thousand twenty nine miles around the globe, and he brought a Polaroid camera with him. He ended up taking ninety nine photos on his travels, it turns them into NFTs, sells them, and takes the money from that to pour it into this DAO. And I misspoke. It's not, it's autonomous, not anonymous. Uh, That's just me. If you listen to this podcast, you're used to me screwing up words. So you'll forgive me. But he basically what he's doing is he's selling these 99 Polaroids as NFTs. He takes 49% of the sales that that immediately pockets. 50% of the sales goes into this big collective like slush fund. And then that's when the Dow people decide what they're going to use that money for, right? So you buy one picture, you get one vote. Right. So there's 99 votes in this organization. I'm he's so very... you're treating
1: these like shares, then like if you buy a share, then you're part of the club. If you buy of two a company, shares, then you yeah. have a majority stake.
2: Right. It's more like a company, right? Like you're now a shareholder of this company, right? Because you bought this NFT. Meanwhile, Logan makes half of the money off the NFT sales. So he pockets the money. And then I'm not sure how many voting shares he gets in this, I couldn't find that, which is always a suspicious sign where it's like, how much of this does he control? Like how much of these funds, how much of the voting does he control? But, you know, so far this, the Dow has raised about two and $2.2 million. So, I mean, there's been money that they've invested in from what I can tell from the site, all that they have taken that money invested in are more NFTs. Like there's some board apes up there that they own. And there's oh, some- why would you invest in more <laughs> NFTs? Oh like God. throw the party. Like you, you said, like, actually make money. <laughs> you know, I know, but it's just like this thing. And, and you've got like, it's, it's a democratic in theory, it's a democratic process where everybody votes and the majority wins. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole weird thing, but, um, yeah, it's 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 basically just a giant pool of money that's sitting there that people are going to invest in other things which turn out to be NFTs. Yeah.
1: Um so what happens when we leave votes up to the public? And just, well, it also <laughs> like that's what happens when everyone's vote matters. <laughs> if I'm being purely cynical,
2: it feels like he took his money and doesn't really give a shit about what happens to the rest of it. You know, right. He's like, I got paid. I got paid off the original round of the 99 NFTs that I sold. And then he gets a little bit of a royalty. I think it's like 1% off of resale. So like, he's making money off of this stuff. And right. then he's like, you guys do whatever you want with this big pool of money. You guys have can fight. You? Yeah. Have fun kids. We'll <laughs> see you later. That's what it, that's the purely cynical take. And honestly, after reading this much, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to be cynical about it. Um, so, he kind of further cements his status as one of the big crypto guys. Like He's got this going on. He had dink doink. We're going to talk about future, but he decides to pack up from his home in LA and move to Puerto Rico. And, I don't know if you know very much about what's been going on in Puerto Rico, but it has become like crypto wonderland. All of these crypto millionaires that don't want to actually leave the United States have settled in Puerto Rico. Like It's, it's like the United thing. States, Jamaica. It is. And it's it. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, this actually is from CNBC. It says, Beyond the fact that Puerto Rico offers a year-round tropical backdrop with picturesque beaches, the U.S. territory also has a crypto-friendly policies, including huge tax breaks to those who spend at least 183 days on the island each year. Residents can keep a hold of their American passports while at the same time not having to pay any taxes on capital
1: gains. So... Well, okay. So it's like nothing is at all good. <laughs> it's a tax shelter
2: is yeah. what it is. And it's right. still in the U.S. It's like a United States tax. I mean, so he, he moves there. He says that the taxes in California are too high. I'm like, well, you're a crypto guy now. This is what crypto guys do. That have any kind of God money. God forbid
1: that we tax the rich.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and he got
1: and he got a lot of shit recently because of a pig that he bought. You know, did you see any of this? Yeah, yeah, I saw the pig. All right, so this has been going on for a while. And I tried to. Whenever me and my mom were on talking terms, she talked about buying a mini pig, and I tried to explain <laughs> this to her, but she won't fucking listen to me. Because apparently, I don't know anything. But there's no such thing as a miniature pig, right? No. There's runs of the letter, sure. But there's no such thing as a miniature pig. And these pig breeders will get online they'll advertise, you know, these baby pigs as miniature pigs. Not. And they'll sell them to people. And then once these pigs grow to three, four hundred pounds, the owners are like, oh fuck, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> and they fucking let the pig go where the fuck ever. Yep. And these pigs, they fucking they uproot environments these pigs don't fucking belong in the forest unless they're like wild hogs and it's just it's debil- debilitating to the pig because this pig suffers is in poor health it's not used to being outside of this environment that's not its actual natural environment and it's a big thing that's been going on it's been talked about a lot uh, i don't know how much to talk about now but back in the day it was talked about quite a bunch it's just a horrible thing that happens especially like with breeder breeders of any kind they'll scam you they'll sham yeah, you they'll do absolutely. anything they'll say anything they want to take your money and that's why yep. you should probably you're better off going to an animal shelter or if you find like a stray take that in yep but don't trust breeders uh be very wary and skeptical if you choose to buy from a breeder you know just do your research
2: uh, they did the, the same problem happened with caiman alligators I mean, yeah. they, and, and they released them into
1: the wild. A lot
2: of them were in Florida, and now they're an invasive species in Florida. They're not natural there, you know. Like these, they bought a baby alligator, and they were like, "Oh, this grows up." It's like, yeah, you got a <laughs> yeah. fucking alligator. Yeah, does. Same, same thing is... with snakes. Any exotic
1: hey, pet, like yeah. snakes, oh, yeah, pythons. In Florida.
2: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
1: Did you see the guy that fucking? Uh, he took in like he ra- he stole tadpoles from like all around. He had like four million fucking tadpoles, and they turned into frogs. <laughs> right and it just took over this community (laughs) have you seen this it started on tiktok right oh Oh, my god so good he lived in like a, uh what do you call it like it's like a suburb and uh yeah it's like a suburban area and these frogs just like got out of his pool in his backyard It's just frogs going up to all the houses and shit
2: yeah well this i mean only happened with one pig and it's kind of been a recent thing somebody found the pig living at a ranch um apparently Logan had said, I, I mean, I don't really have a reason to doubt it that he, when he moved from LA to Puerto Rico, he, the pig was adopted by a nice farm and eventually they ended up getting rid of the pig and gave him to this other place and this whole debacle, but yeah. So he's over in Puerto Rico. He lives in a $13 million mansion that he rents for $55,000 a month. Holy um, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just, just so you know, I mean, this guy's got this money. He's making a ton of money off of his he pays a car a month. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And he doesn't own it. He just rents, and he rents from a guy who's a little, little questionable. I couldn't find a whole lot about him, but the stuff I did read, I was like, mm, this feels like a he's he's got he, he feels like he does the drop shipping shit that Andrew Tate's always telling his followers to do. Right. You know, like it, that's what he feels like. But he also claims to have given a bunch back to Puerto Rico because that's where he's from. So I don't, I don't know. Don't care about this guy. Not even going to say his name. Um, but even after this, our Boy, Logan uh, just couldn't stop scratching his crypto itch. I mean, he's he's he did the dink doink that didn't work out. The dowel seems to be doing something. Doesn't it's not the most exciting project, but he's like, I need more. So now we finally come to what Dalton was really wanted to do this podcast about, which is crypto zoo, right? And this is, in his words, in Logan's words, a really fun game that earns you money so immediately
1: immediately you should be skeptical (laughs) listen if you see an ad like this game will earn you money so don't download it play
2: the game earn money it's like no no that's not how this works it's Um, a
1: sweat coin the more you sweat the more you earn turn on the app as you walk around the block we're not stealing your private data at all
2: basically yeah it's like if it's free then you're the product we talked about that in our facebook show um So he said, this is Logan himself. He says, it's so fun. It provides a yield with a token. It can earn you money. And as a person who understands, I think the NFT space enough to know what works, what people want and what they're looking for. I think my game is going to make some waves. And it certainly did. Just not in the way that Logan was <laughs> <Sure> expecting. <didn't. laughs> so I I I watched the Coffeezilla video. I'm going to tell people if you really want the like the down and dirty on this thing, go watch them. He did an yeah. extensive
1: job covering. He did a fantastic job. All
2: the people that were involved with this, all the shenanigans. So we're going to do like a um, a TLDR of that um, really quickly. But I just kind of want to put it out there that there is a lot more information on the Coffeezilla. They did three part series. It's really yeah. good. It's very informed. Uh, he does good, good work. But I remember at one point in the video, he said the early investors in this coin were Ryan Kavanaugh and Gary Vee. And immediately I was like, there's a problem. Those two guys throw Gary
1: Vee in a volcano. Fucking con men.
2: The fact that those guys are on the ground floor uh, of anything should immediately raise flags. You remember, Charlie, were you... you Remember on our crypto episode, I talked about the guy who was trying to start a restaurant using NFTs. Yeah. He had to buy the NFT to get into the That's Gary V. That's okay. who that little little
1: turret is. Anyway. Um big pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of guy.
2: Yeah, Ryan Cavanaugh's not much better. He's been he's been suing uh H3, H3 for years for defamation because they called him a Ponzi guy, which he was. Which is. Is. <laughs> <laughs> is. The the case just got dismissed. So uh bye. Anyway, uh, problems very quickly arose in this whole project. Uh, basically worked like a pre-IPO. Instead of offering it to the public, again, just like to like insiders and friends would get the purchases first. Not a before... man that learns from his mistakes. No, he just does them over <laughs> and over and over again. It's wild. So y- your friends, your insiders, people that you know, your investors get first pick of all the stuff of, of how much of this coin they want to buy then you open it up to your followers which in this case are that's your audience right that's the thing you built these are your people that have come mm-hmm. because of you anyway they they go in there they buy um they buy whatever's left over Usually just, it's,
1: a, it's a hard guy. to like wrap your head around like these content creators like encouraging their followers to go buy this product right it's just, it's crazy. And by the way, uh, we have a Patreon. You can go find it at patreon.com slash if you catch my grift. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom, got them. Yeah. So, uh,
2: <laughs> you know, you, 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 you jack the price up, right. Because other people are buying it and then you dump your dump, what you've got. Right. And in this case, again, it was about 80% belonged to the top 100 investors, including Logan Paul. Yeah. And then 20% went on sale to the public. Uh, it, it, they pull all the liquidity out of this thing like there's no cash in it as soon as cash starts coming in these guys immediately start snatching it up and cashing their coin out and it crashes it's a rug pull but it's a rug pull with a very famous person at the front and rug pulls work Usually, because there's some anonymous or right. internet-only person, it's a lot harder when it's a celebrity. And and this is the only one that I could think of that has a celebrity so closely tied to it. Like there are people that like celebrities that endorse other coins, but they're not starting it. It's not. Well, it their works coin. with.
1: I think he's trying to mimic uh, Elon with Dogecoin.
2: Yeah. But you can't but get away. Elon with didn't that. create
1: Doge. No, he didn't create Dogecoin, but he was very much the public like facing for the lack of a better term, spokesperson for Dogecoin, yeah. right? And that works because Elon is the richest man on the planet. <laughs> and he can get he can get away with stuff that Logan Paul cannot get away from.
2: Well, get away it, with.
1: It's also, I mean, Elon wasn't rug
2: pulling people, right? He just took his I'd argue that
1: he was because he bought a lot of Dogecoin. And then whenever people but got into know? it. Do we know how much he bought? Also, uh, maybe, buying, it is, maybe him, it's yeah. purely spe- speculative on my part. Maybe, but the
2: but the other thing is, is like if he bought two hundred thousand dollars with a Dogecoin, coin, that'd be a lot of money to you. That's not a lot of money to
1: to to Musk, right? But when the price of that coin goes up to a dollar, which was previously at two pennies. You're going to be making millions off yeah, of that $200,000. Absolutely.
2: absolutely. But he's not the one running away with all the investors' money, which is why it's not a rug bull. That's true. right? Okay. It's a dirty trick and a lot of people lost money that invested, but it wasn't because he pulled the rug out from under people. It wasn't because he decided to take all this money that people had given him for this coin that he created and run away with it. Okay, like that's that's, that's the the difference. And that's not exactly what happened with CryptoZoo either. It was more that a bunch of the people around him started pulling their money out before they were supposed to, if you can kind of believe that piece of it. And, and I think that this is just a pattern where he has all of these bad actors around him. They're doing shady shit. He's left having to deal with Sorry. the public. That's all right. He's left having to, like, deal with pup people. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. This went belly up. It was my fault. And he didn't say that immediately. And his immediate reaction to CoffeeZilla's videos is, I'm going to sue you. This is defamation. That's not what happened. He
1: also threatened to sue H3H3, if I remember right, because uh, Ethan was also calling him a con artist.
2: Yeah, it, it, it was a bad it was a bad deal. And I mean, it's at this point, it's like all these crypto projects are ending up like this. Like there's a there's a pattern there for this thing.
1: If you don't want me to believe that this isn't a bad faith thing that you're doing, don't immediately threaten to sue the people that are exposing it with receipts. <laughs> right, right. And the right thing to do is have corrective action and be like, oh, shit, my bad. I didn't know I'm going to donate this amount of money to this charitable organization or this amount of money to this charitable organization. Don't threaten be like, oh, no, fuck you. You're lying when these people are proving that you're scamming them.
2: You ready for a grifter fight? Yeah, we got one. Dana White
1: and Logan Paul.
2: Nope, another grifter that we've covered on the show weighed in on Logan Paul. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah,
1: bro. Logan is mother, best friends either, with KSI Christ.
0: who's beefing Jake Paul. Does that even make sense? Bro, I've had people look at you wrong and I've punched him in the you face. You know what I'm saying? like, this, He's just a weird dude. Like, He's just clout chasing. He'll just clout chase anyone. Logan's an extremely emotional man. And you can see on his face, he's very, very angry and very, very upset at our success. And sits there and tries to say, no, he should be bad. He should be banned. And I was watching it going, the worst thing about this is not what he's saying. It's that he doesn't really believe it. Logan is a man who says things that he because he thinks he's supposed to say them, which makes him an agent of the Matrix, makes him a coward. They create a Matrix in real time. And anyone who supports that, anyone who's going to sit here and say, oh, for our safety, it's good that we hand over absolute control of the world narratives to unknown shadow figures. As long as they don't delete my account.
1: Common Andrew Tate W. <laughs> I, I saw. I saw kidding, them. Kidding.
3: I saw them at at our Royal Rumble. They they collided in the middle of the ring together. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: Andrew Tate is just he's more and more just off the reservation. More and more talking about this. I guess that's oh probably not God, appropriate. The fucking Matrix, jeez. But he's Christ. talking about the Matrix. Over he's just the young, and, attractive Alex Jones, right? Like everything he said is exactly the kind of stuff that he pulls. And he goes on, like he, this is not it with him. First of all, he's he's been whining about the prison conditions. He said there's cockroaches everywhere where it's cold he does he's like he's really miserable sitting in a prison in Romania right now it's very hard it's uh, really hard what a yeah, shame really but he also said so this is this is him on cryptozoo specifically he said i refuse to allow my fans to get ripped off like logan paul does to his fans <laughs> He says, he's a fucking scumbag. The dude's a clown. He's a person who doesn't care about his fans. He just wants to make as much money as possible off of the back of people who watch him. It's different with me. I genuinely want every single Tate fan, anybody who listens to what I say, to have an improved life.
1: Are you fucking shitting me right now? Nope. Nope. Brother, you're describing you!
2: I, so he continues. This is going to make you matter. I want their life to be better for listening to me, whether it's in their relationship or it's in their physical stature or their financial capability. The idea of a 16 year old spending their last money on a coin because I said so, and then losing money would bother me all night. No, it wouldn't. Uh, Logan is obviously a brokey. So he sold his, his soul like a punk.
1: Dang with hustlers university. What the fuck are you talking
2: about? (laughs) So Logan claims that he and his manager, uh, Jeff made no money and will make and we'll never make money on CryptoZoo. In fact, we only lost money trying to pick up pieces. That's a quote from him. So uh, maybe that's true. Um, but it also just doesn't excuse you from evaporating your followers' money like that. I mean, this is a this was his project again. He hired the developers. He hyped right. it up. He then, like, through a series of, like, seemingly unforced errors, sunk the project. Like, he didn't pay the developers. Or some of the developers claim. there's a lot of... Back and forth and he said she said but i mean like you, you you should own this this is yours you need to you need to own up to it and make amends yeah. right and and this is again like i said earlier this is hard to do when you're a public figure right you've got the spotlight you're not going anywhere even if this project fails and people lose money um we mentioned initially logan threatened to sue coffeezilla for defamation but the backlash was so massive he very
1: quickly changed his tune about that. I'm assuming his agent got in contact with him, was like, stop it, stop it, I stop it quickly, right yeah, fucking like, now.
2: Knock it the fuck off right this minute. <laughs> you are not doing anything good. And so he ends up uh releasing this.
0: Coffee-zilla is not a criminal. I called him, I apologized. Uh, my initial response to his series was that of, of, of fire, uh, an ego flare, whatever it is, pride. I'm a fighter at heart and uh, I was defensive because I know I never scammed anyone with this project. I never made any money, never sold any tokens and I only had the best intentions going in. Um, but the fact is the suing CoffeeZilla is not gonna help CryptoZoo holders. So I do need to focus my attention where it should be, which is on fans and supporters of me. You guys mean the world to me. So I'd like to announce my three-step plan moving forward. Step one, Jeff and I are going to burn our zoo tokens so we have no financial upside in the game and it will add value to holder tokens. Step two, uh, we want to offer a rewards program for players who are disappointed in the status of the game. So essentially you're gonna be able to burn your your base egg uh, or your base animal for the mint price, which was 0.1 ETH or the equivalent in BNB. I am personally committing 1,000 ETH to this, which is about $1.3 million um, right now for players who want to get out. And then step three, obviously finish and deliver the game as outlined in the white paper by completing the uh, egg bridge from ETH to BSC for base animals and base eggs, completing the marketplace and, and obviously completing the releasing your animals into the wild to... All
2: right, that's enough of that. Uh, I do, I do like the little legal disclaimer that went up on this video. Subject it says, to change it says subject to change. Working on finalizing what will be the fastest and most accommodating to all current ETH and BSC holders. So, a lot of fancy language for we're going to try to make this right, which is admirable. I am really, really curious if someone like Coffeezilla or people on the internet are actually follow through and make sure that he does this and he's not saying it because my initial hunch is that he's just saying it to get people off of his back and then right. it's just gonna let it kind of play out and not do anything about it but we'll see the, the the thing i saw the most and this was one thing that stuck out about the coffee zilla video coffee zilla videos that he talked to investors that were his fans and they were like listen logan burned us once talking about Dink doink then he made amends made it right got our trust back and then he burned us again part of me is like yeah okay well it was less than a year. Right. between the two so what kind of amends was he making in the meantime because it really feels like if you it know it's like who's just trying guy, to cook up a plan to scam you again again and you fell for it again like uh, shame on you at this point like right. you know it's it, it just i don't know there was parts of the video where i was a little like i don't. it's hard for me to feel bad when this guy has a track record of doing it and i mean admittedly he's only done it once now this is the second time but we still have you a few can't pages be this <laughs>
1: stupid like you can't <laughs> you can't <laughs> You people. try to feign ignorance when you've done the stupid. same thing it's, twice. It's
2: greed, dude. You know, It's like, oh, I'm going to make you a ton of money from this game. Oh, yeah, like, that's what oh. I'm
1: saying. Like, He's not that stupid. It, it is greed, 100%. He's greedy. But it's also like, you think at the back of your
2: head, like, what what public figure is going to put their reputation online to rip off their fans? And you're like, it certainly wouldn't be him. But the done it twice. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he continues to bounce back. You know? right. like it's, it, it's, it's wild how forgiving this guy's followers are. I mean, it has to get... There have to be less and less investors every time. Right? They're it's just as so
1: forgiving as Kanye fans, let me tell you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but he made graduation. <laughs> well, and so... <laughs> I mean Logan Paul, his only business is not just crypto, right? Like I've been kind of harking on that. He's got a couple other companies that he started uh, in 2020. He expanded his offerings to include a clothing line called Maverick Clothing. Pretty normal stuff for on influencers. Everybody's got fucking merch these days. Right. Um, it just that's just what happens. He's got a special monthly club for 20 bucks a month. You can access exclusive content um which you get extra videos you get discounts on his store it's just it's it's a patreon basically right for 20 bucks a month so he's making money doing that apparently with um people signed up as members of the maverick club within the first two months of launch which is a a pretty exorbitant amount of money uh if i'm doing the math i didn't do it on this that's a million dollars a month that is insane. That's a lot of money. And I mean he's he's giving you more content. That's what people want. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. He also teamed up with his one time opponent, KSI, to launch Prime, the beverage company.
1: Well, it is now the official sports drink of the USC. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not that's, a deal today.
2: That's a lot yeah, of I money I just signed it today. I saw a picture. That's that's impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, the, from their site, it's a recreated prime to showcase what happens when rivals come together as brothers and business partners to fill the void where great taste meets function. Then I found this little clip and I thought it was very funny and I'm going to play it now because it is wrestling related. Here we go. And it's about prime. I believe Logan Paul is big
3: fan of the prime. Big fan. Uh, I have noticed that Logan holding primes a lot.
0: I've not noticed Logan <laughs> drinking Primes a lot. I don't know if that's
2: just
3: when I'm looking, but that has been something that I have noticed. I believe. Hmm. Interesting.
2: <laughs> Get a little shade <laughs> from uh, Papa Triple H in the WWE <laughs> talking about Prime. Um, but yeah, that is that is the the drink that he's been been hawking. It's currently completely sold out on the website, so you can't buy any. Even if you wanted to try some. I mean, you can um,
1: find some at your local gas station. The gas station literally across the street is stock. Yeah, I'm low. sure it's
2: in stores. I just you can't buy it yeah. directly from the site right now. And so that segues nicely because Triple H is a very famous professional wrestler. And that is what Logan Paul wants to become.
1: Um, just, he's a very good professional wrestler. And I wish he would just stick with this. I kind of do too.
2: Actually, you have to read all this. Charlie doesn't agree. But I do. I, I think that's, that was. this is the best path forward for him. But that's just me. Um, he first appeared. Okay, here's a question. I'm going to ask you this is true. So he signed with WWE 2021. What was his first appearance on WWE
1: TV? Uh, the Blood Money Show, right? No. Really? He did Mania before that. He did Mania before that? Yeah, he was, yeah, in, he was in like a
3: tag match. Yeah, Tim and the Miz
2: against uh, Ray and Dominic. Oh, dude, I had no idea. Dude, that's how closely I followed WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so his first uh, appearance on WD television was as the guest of Sami Zayn for the premiere of Sami's documentary. And Logan Paul shows up in a limousine and Sammy is very excited
1: to have Logan what Paul there. One socialist icon helping another. You love to see it. <laughs> I had this joke with Austin about like a year ago, whenever Logan was like speaking up on behalf of the UFC fighters that are getting paid fucking pennies, according to uh, as according to what they're worth. Right. And I was like having this joke with Austin. Look at Logan Paul, socialist icon, trying to get the fighters of the UFC to the <laughs> own their means of production. You love to see it. <laughs> He didn't.
2: It didn't work out. He no, hasn't. It didn't. not budged on that.
1: No, he hasn't. And, and Logan, now, Logan, and has Logan signed with UFC now. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. you can see how strongly he felt on the issue. You're
2: right. <laughs> like, he really was a passion project there. You <laughs> crumbled at the first contract that got thrown your way. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he he became the Mrs. Tag Team partner. Then he turned on The Miz. Uh, then he went to uh, Saudi Arabia to wrestle Roman Reigns in a very good match that he was injured. I don't remember what the injury
1: was. Uh, he uh, blew his, a- his ACL and his MCL.
2: And, about, and, and managed to come back after about six months. So it was pretty impressive. Uh, that
1: fucking over-the-top clothesline. What, what do you call it? Buckshot Lariat. A Buckshot Lariat. It's killer, man. Yeah. Anybody that tries to do it gets fucked up.
2: He did it at the Rumble. He was fine, from yeah. what I understand. But yeah, so, I mean, WWE is perfect for him, right? He's got the personality. He's got a following. He's a natural heel. He can, sh- he can sell his his drinks. He can sell his merch. He can sell all of his stuff. Like, he's built for this. And usually that would be, like, the happy ending,
3: right? Actually, Austin, it wasn't six months. It happened November 5th. So Jesus. I don't believe that he actually did, because there's no way he healed in he that short surgery. amount of time. No, he didn't it's have
2: Steroids. Oh um, maybe is, they, no. he's a he's a per deal guy, he probably didn't get tested.
1: I don't know. That's speculative. I don't want to put any more shit on him Oh dude, he's on the dude. That's not that's not shit, brother. Steroids are cool as fuck. They're cool as shit. And if, if I, I stick really, with I, the gym long enough where I plateau and I need the help of uh performance enhancing substance, you bet your ass what I'm did getting you, it. What did you tell
2: me? Did you tell me this on the wrong on the on the episode or in real life? I can't even remember anymore. Where you said? If, oh, uh,
1: the guy, the why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know where to get it.
2: I know no, where to no, no. It. You said if, if something, if you and Vic broke up, you wouldn't give a shit about your hair. You would just roid all day
1: long. Oh, for sure, for sure, dude. And like now that I have health insurance, I can go get some. What do you call perfusia or proficia Propecia. whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that hairline intact because, brother, it is going. Oh, so, shut up.
2: You got a better head of hair than anybody on this call right now. So you go fuck
1: yourself. Till them um, the two bald guys with a bad hairline. <laughs> I got a. I just. I. I.
3: I shave mine. <laughs>
1: Dawson's gonna
3: you. get all roided up, and then Benoit's family in the trailer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh.
1: so, usually, if this was I, like a half, happen- dude, grow your hair out for the next show. Cats the cats are in the enclosed, yeah,
3: uh, laundry area.
1: Yeah, the cats the cats are in the enclosed bathroom. I could send you yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Fucking sponsored by Bowflex Dalton.
1: <laughs> so if this was a happy ending podcast, this would be the end, right? Oh, Instead you found of the Bible sent next to me to just be a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it there was another joke I'm not going for right now. Um <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> Who 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 who? No, I'm not gonna do it. I can't do do it. it. Do it. No, I'm doing... I know. Do it. If it's too bad, say, Charlie can't edit it. Who was who was the centerfold that your your grandma caught you caught you whacking to?
1: Uh, it wasn't one centerfold. It was uh Tory Wilson, Christy Hemme. Right. So and instead of a Bible, uh, it
2: was it was the, the Tory, <laughs> the Tory Christy. Um, Copy of Playboy yeah, or, yeah, yeah. well, well worn. It um, wasn't a
1: copy of Playboy, it's like December issue of the WWE magazine, and they were dressed oh, up. Yeah, in the, that's right. Yeah.
2: Wasn't even yeah. porn. You no, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't even porn. Um, so yeah, so that would usually be the end, right? He did some bad challenge, things, challenge he made up. to
3: hold on, uh-huh. cha- challenge to our listeners, find that copy of that magazine so we can send it to Dalton.
1: Yeah, I'll buy it for her. I'll buy it yes. online. Yes, <laughs> we'll buy it for him. This would be the perfect way to memorialize my grandmother.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: the, the catch is I'm going to send it with Vic's name on the
1: package.
4: Oh,
2: shit. The catch
1: shit. is if heaven is real, then she's been watching me whack off this whole time. <laughs> oh, no.
2: Oh, no. Um, all right. So oh, usually. wish
3: you wouldn't do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so this is. Usually this would be where I ended it, right? I had the ending. This was it. He joined the, he scammed these people. He's trying to make amends. He's not the worst guy that we've covered. He's kind of a, he's a douchebag. And that's an easy thing to say. Um, and I was like, all right, this is it. Maybe I'm not going to do this episode because it just didn't have a great ending. But then <laughs> I caught wind of another <laughs> video that he made. And I was like, oh God, here we go. This is, we're doing this. So buckle up. Because do you remember earlier we talked about that Illustrator Pikachu, the one that went for $900,000 because it's crazy, crazy rare. Well, Logan ends up finding a graded 10 Illustrator Pikachu, and he fucking has to have it. This is the holy grail. He finds it. He wants it. He's going to spend a lot of money on this card. Long story short, Logan gets a call from the cards, like from a middleman for this transaction. Right. And it's an FSA or I'm sorry, PSA 9. I'm assuming this
1: is something you can't just like PayPal money to somebody. You've got to like go through like a wire transfer or something, right? Oh, yeah. So
2: the buyer calls or the buyer gets in touch with him through another party and says, I want $6 million for this card. And Logan goes, Okay, that's a little bit more than I wanted to pay, but let's figure this out. So the whole video is him chasing this down. He ends up in in London, and then he ends up in Italy. And finally, he ends up in Dubai, which is where this collector is. Because, of course. Of
1: course, they're in fucking Dubai. <laughs> of course, they're in fucking Dubai.
2: And he ends up, long story short, he ends up trading a PSA 9 Pikachu. of so the same card, but a grade 9. And gives the guy four. He he ends up buying that for $1.25 million, which is an enormous amount of money. So he trades that card plus $4 million in cash for this card this fucking now it's a 5.3 million dollar pokemon card just one little piece of cardboard just one 5.3 million dollars so that's the card he ended up wearing to the ring in saudi arabia when he fought roman's reigns was a 5.3 million dollar pokemon card put it on chain put it on his neck goes to the ring yeah he also breaks the guinness book of world records for the most paid for a pokemon card in a single trade which oh god what a
1: fucking record to have what a loser ass record (laughs) oh my god that should be shameful i
2: thought the same fucking thing i was like really this you bought your way into the guinness book of world records what a
1: fucking loser
2: (laughs) so i'm watching this and i'm gonna play the end of this of this uh video because the end of the video is what really got my attention here we go I'm with uh, Guinness World Records, I'm an official adjudicator, and I can tell you the following. The most expensive Pokemon trading card sold at a private sale is a PSA grade 10 Pikachu Illustrator card. $5,275,000 on July 22nd,
0: 2021. You are officially amazing. Congratulations,
4: you are new. Let's go!
5: This is the coolest thing
6: ever. But it's even cooler that you, yes, you at home, can own this card with me. Right into the plug. Right- <laughs> oh, so this was no. a very hard decision
5: to make, but yes, I will be listing this oh, card on a platform no. that I co-founded called Liquid Marketplace. It allows co-ownership of top tier assets. So instead oh, of one person, no. me owning this card, we as a collective can co-own it together. Oh, I'll also be stop. listing it for $5 million instead of the $5.3 million I bought it for. So basically I'll be giving you guys $300,000 discounts because everyone likes discounts. And I should say this, I'll be retaining 49% ownership of the card. So I won't actually have access to it. It'll be in our vault. But if I want to wear it out to fights or a Pokemon box break, or maybe even put it in a museum one day, the community could decide if we want to do that. As a collector, this was a hard decision. I would love to keep this for myself, to be honest. But the idea of a community getting to co-own it together and blowing up the platform that I co-founded, Liquid Marketplace, was way more exciting. That said, thank you guys for watching this video. Hit that subscribe button. This was a crazy journey and I can't believe I got this card. If you want to co-own it with me, liquidmarketplace.io or link in the description I love you. Take it
1: easy. Fine. He's doing it again. Oh, my God. Jeez <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah. He turned the $5.3 million Pokemon card into an NFT. Oh, my God. Now, Charlie, I think it's fair to say you have a collection. You collect things. There are several different collections of things. yes. Don't you love having, when you come home, you go to your bedroom or your office or wherever you keep your collection and you get to see your collection, you can touch it. You can feel it. You're like, Hey, this is my collection. This feels good. I've got all this stuff that I, that is important to me and I care about.
3: I feel like you're setting me up for something, but I'll be honest. It's in my office that I'm in right now. And I only look at the stuff in this office when I come in here to podcast. So if I'm not in here for a week or two, it just sits there and collects dust.
2: Okay. But okay. Right. And that's fair. And, the, and that's fair. But that's your collection, right? There's a yeah, hobby I mean, I, you collect, have. I collect is...
1: vinyl and I, yeah. I listen. I, I can touch. I can feel my records. I open them. I let them yeah. breathe. I play them.
2: Right. So yeah, imagine I can, I can get this. Imagine spending $500 on a record you couldn't play or see or hold. <sighs> imagine spending $1,000 on a piece of memorabilia that never will ever be in your contact physical. Uh, I mean, of I guess that's
3: similar to what they were doing with NFTs. It's something it that you'll it's, never physically exactly,
2: hold. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. exactly what he did. He took a physical object, turned it into an NFT. He retains
1: almost the majority ownership. That's but like for, somebody buying one stock of Apple and saying, I own Apple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
3: own 1% of this signed uh, Nirvana you know, thing <sighs> that has Kurt's autograph on it. I own 1% of that. Oh my god!
1: But it is—it's almost a little condescending too, right, bro? It's nothing like, would scare the hose more than going to a party and be like, "Listen, girl, i own one percent of this Pokemon card." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, me? with Logan Paul, yeah, <laughs> that
2: is that is a knee bender right there. Be, oh, me and oh Logan god. Paul
3: own this Pokemon card together now. What's yeah. that, my boy? That's my dog. So
2: I I think you understand pretty quickly why that last bit caught my attention. I was like, oh, "Oh, this is a fun story. The content, some of it's really good. I was entertained. It was a 10-minute video. I was like, I'm going to watch the whole thing. I got to the end, and then it fucking pivots to a commercial for (laughs) liquidmarket.io, and I was like, are you kidding me? And the (laughs) site is all Logan merch it's all of his collectibles so i was like i have to know what the fuck is going on with this because logan is a co-founder of the company shouldn't surprise he's got two other co-founders and i ended up finding a podcast appearance from one of the other co-founders uh, co-founders a guy named uh ryan bahadori and i want you to hear him describe the company before i really kind of launched too far into it so this is him explaining what his company is
7: so I've been an avid collector my whole life. Um, started off when I was younger with Pogs. I don't know if you remember Pogs, yeah. but uh, it was like these little plastic discs Obviously. that you throw on the ground. <laughs> very, very crazy game. But Pogs, uh, Crazy Bones was another one I was really big into, um, and then that grew into Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, sports cards, and now in my adult life uh, I'm a watch collector. So I mean, I've really been a passionate collector my entire life. And um, what what kind of motivated this idea is at the time about two years ago. I bought an asset valued around $150,000 and I shared it with a friend of mine. And he said, Ryan, you're crazy. How could you spend 150 grand on a piece of cardboard? Like what's wrong with you? Mm. And so I explained to him, I said, listen, this asset, there's only 10 of them in the world. You know, it's incredibly scarce. There's a market of 200 million people worldwide that consider themselves avid collectors in, in the card industry. I started sharing them different numbers, different metrics. I went through auction houses and how many billions of dollars that they generated year over year. He was blown away, he's a numbers guy. He's like, wow, this is incredible. I had no idea the collectibles market was so large as it is. It's crazy. It's going to continue growing. That asset now is worth uh, four hundred and fifty thousand. The one that I bought for one hundred and fifty. Wow. So it's grown substantially. And so after that, he said, you know, Ryan, if there was a way for me to put a thousand dollars into this card with you, and then when you sold it, you know, I'd get my money back in respect to what I put in, I'd be on board with something like that.
4: Yeah.
2: So uh, there's so much wrong in, in that part. It's it's just the and and also I don't I think he's full of shit I I I think I find it very suspicious that that number one hundred fifty thousand keeps coming up over and over and over again which makes me think that it's it it does not pass the smell test it does there's something fishy going on I mean
1: I'm thinking maybe that's like the offer that he throws at people and they're just like they're thrown by it they're like oh yeah 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 sure okay
2: this guy wakes up every morning and jerks off to the Wolf of Wall Street this guy. (laughs) And, and like uh, he's a watch collector have you seen
1: margaret robbie in that movie like, i don't blame him
2: he's one of those dudes that like has a fancy couple of watches and he calls himself a watch collector because he thinks it makes him look like a big shot this guy is so cringy and he continues and i'm going to play the rest of it because yeah there's something amiss with this new venture that they're they're setting up immediately light bulb kind of goes off in my head and I said, well, why can't we design
7: a platform that gives people an opportunity to put hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, thousand dollars, even a dollar in these virtually unobtainable assets, really level the playing field and open up the world of co-ownership to everyone. And so that was the inspiration behind Liquid Marketplace, giving people a fair opportunity to own these high valued assets that they don't have access to, that they don't have the capital for. Mm-hmm. And that could be expanded into any category of asset it can be expanded into real estate it can be expanded into fine art like a picasso painting you could put ten thousand dollars and be a co-owner of a picasso painting it can be a wide variety of assets so that was kind of the motivational driver behind the
1: idea I don't want to own anything. I can't. I don't want to own a Picasso painting if I can't put it on my fucking wall.
4: Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Nobody's buying a fucking corner of a Picasso painting
2: and then never seeing it. it. It's, it's, this is the most absurd. So collectibles is a speculative market, right? It's a well established speculative market. It's been going on for a long, long time, especially in this country. And as a collector, you know that there's certain things that are out of reach. Like, this whole idea of, like, democratizing and making collectibles for everybody is so silly. Like, they just want your money. They don't give a shit about the collectibles. That's no. all this is. If they Logan just Paul was to go
1: sell that Pokemon card right now, he's not obligated to give you anything.
2: Right. And I mean... You know, if you give him the benefit of the doubt, you're like, yeah, he will honor his obligation, but he also knows that he's always going to have controlling interest in this thing because nobody's going to come around and buy 51% of the share, right? No one's coming by with two and a half million dollars to rival his ownership. So it's a really safe bet for him, but it's more that he just keeps doing the same shit over and over and over again. And you just tweak the formula a little bit, but dude, you're a fucking NFT guy and you are abusing your followers and they... Are clearly not catching wise to it. Although liquidmarketplace.io is a shitty site that barely functions, he the guy, the CEO says that he's in the 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 point they're redesigning it and they're talking about going public. I'm like, they're never going public. This company's never going. This public yeah. will be out of business before it goes public, and Logan will still have a 5.3 million dollar Pokemon card that no one will pay that much money.
3: For. if i ever get fuck you money i'm gonna buy the controlling interest and then i'm gonna fucking just break it open and <laughs> piss on it right in front of them
2: the dream right <laughs> yep. so yeah i mean that that's kind of the, Dude, the episode website is ass right like, Try clicking like, the, on an auction
1: all, all the fucking uh, links on there look like uh youtube clickbait like a uh, still frame. It's
2: bad. It's bad. And I, and these guys, his co-founders have zero relevant experience in this space. And they just happen to be people that are probably like crypto and got in his ear. And again, I just feel like this is again, he's, he's surrounding himself with bad faith actors. He's taking his followers' money. This is the formula that has failed over and over again. And I, it's going to happen again. You know, it, it just, there's no way. The definition of insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? That's exactly what we're seeing with this guy. So for me, stick to wrestling. He's also crazy young. I mean, he's only 27. And and, and he's made a, a tremendous amount of money. And just wants to be the most famous person in the world, but just can't help but rip his people off. I, I don't, I don't get it. And he's it doesn't very, make he's sense He's very to much
1: me. benefited. Like you mentioned at the beginning of the episode that he wanted to uh, navigate into like mainstream media, like TV shows and movies. And he's really benefited from mainstream media become like stepping away from TV and movies and becoming like watching TikToks on your phone, YouTube videos. Yeah. The amount of people I know that like just watch YouTube alone for entertainment is like, more than the people i know that have cable yeah so i mean he's really benefited from uh you know interest shifting in that direction He's abusing all that attention he got from it it's crazy it's Which I think, I, imagine I think, if he would have became like a mainstream celebrity in a traditional sense right imagine the level of bullshit he would get away with
2: he'd be it's on insane. he'd be on uh he'd be on jimmy fallon instead of paris hilton talking about his fucking ape
1: right that's really exactly
2: he, w- he wouldn't change the the the, the interesting thing i think is that he because he fucked up he was forced to abandon his dreams of being like a hollywood actor and you know relegated to his lane which was youtube but he's actually become probably more famous as a result of being on youtube than he ever would have been had he been in a movie in a movie theater you know i mean like he would have done like paris hilton in house of wax right everybody that was like her one big starring role in a movie that i know of maybe there's more And like, that was it. It was like stunt casting. That's what he wanted to end up. Think about it
1: this way. More people know the name Logan Paul than say like Daniel Day Lewis.
2: Yeah. Which is so wild and horrible, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's worked. But also I think that's why wrestling fits him again,
1: because I think like there's so many scumbags in wrestling. It's a scumbag carny business, but it's also a fits. business
2: about getting yourself over. And he right. does that.
1: He's done it over and
2: over the and over again. You can have these tens of thousands of investors for you.
1: He's had three face and heel turns so far. <laughs>
2: And it just continues. I, I don't know. He's he's a fascinating guy. He's definitely not the biggest grifter we've ever talked about on the show. I mean, there's and I kind of got through the end, and I was like, mm, is this even a grifter? And I was like, yeah, it really is. Sure, I hope yeah. I never have to talk about fucking NFTs again, but I feel like I am because at some point we're gonna do. Oh, we all have to. I don't hope we don't either, brother. <laughs> all right, we're going to talk about Gary Vee at some point. So I, I would imagine we'll talk about Gary V at some point. Um, so I imagine NFTs will come back into play, but I really just want them to go away. And for the most part, they seemingly have like the hype around NFTs has died down a lot. But Logan seems to be keeping the dream alive. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I have a feeling like it's going to end in tears. He's going to get another CoffeeZilla video as a result of all yeah, this. For sure. Um, and that's the show. You know, I mean, I, the only other thing I, I wrote in my notes is it's really hard to say if his audience gives a shit about wrestling or if he's going to bring eyes onto the product.
1: I think he will. I think he will for sure. Maybe. Yeah. He's got a large following that, uh, is not exposed to wrestling in the sense that we are and i think that they're going to tune in just for him and the amount that stays i mean i don't know who knows but i mean the the potential's there
2: just treat him like a special attraction you know as long as he's not yeah. on tv
1: every week he'll be all right yeah for sure and on that note we have friends you can check out our friends at iw guide the stink sheet wrestling cheers and the returning super fantastic you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash if you catch my grift. You can find me on Twitter at uh, griftboydalt. You can find Austin on Twitter at griftdaddy. And you can find Charlie on Twitter at
3: charlie underscore butters.
1: You can find the podcast on Twitter at pod. And Austin, I think you got something to leave him with, right? Stay,
2: stay beautiful. I'm going to screw that up, too. Stay, stay, stay
3: beautiful. Today, Junior. He knows that line from fucking billy madison but he billy has Madison's no a great idea movie. about dumb and dumber it Adam came out Sandler's the same goddamn time it's dumb Adam and dumber. Sandler is a great actor i don't know what the you me, i fucking hate you dalton
4: black noose no recall no fuck with drop shoot up fall murder on call with the final Fuckin' setter dinner every night time Smoke, smoke in that dope off the fall, let me fuck Hopefully don't come Don't fuck with y'all Strike the walls With blood and whatever Drag you off i let you rot in the weather I don't think I can explain any better I'm scared from the terror And live for the lesson My birth was an error. i i not not
2: find some crazy like milf weirdo for you to fall in love with <laughs> i don't okay. have one for this episode i didn't think ahead but we'll, we'll figure it out
1: anyway logan paul's um, mom i've never seen his mom i have no idea what she looks I like i mean i don't know I'm just a funny your mom joke
3: <laughs> shout out to little abby that's that's who i'm in love with this week little abby that's tiktok isn't it It's on tiktok yeah. yeah that's
2: that's like ooh, you lost wait, me
3: tiktok um, she's got an OnlyFans. She's uh, she's very pretty, very pretty blonde. She little, yes. Well, she's not not like a little person, but she's she's a, a tiny little blonde. All right, Dalton's looking it up. We're gonna get a mm-hmm. raw live reaction.
2: <laughs> she's into uh oh. It's to speaking of guys. raw, stop, stop.
1: The <laughs> <laughs> man of fine taste. Did you find it? Yeah. yeah.
2: All right. Um. So. Oh, I can't see that. It doesn't matter. I'll look it up later. Something else popped up on your screen, too. Yeah, it was asking me if I wanted to download a picture. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your wife will be questioning
3: that. <laughs> Especially
2: when you're on your uh, your wife's family icon. She club. looks like
3: a white, she's just a white, like an outline of a white, like ghost. Like, it's that's a ghost image that you're showing him. Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I still can't see that. It's all blurry. I see a butt. That's all I see. That's a butt. <laughs> <laughs> This is what Charlie actually does while
1: we record. looking <laughs> porn the whole time. Yeah, not, Brother, like,
3: I'm, I'm getting fucking just he's getting I'm, getting, he's I'm getting gonna, bricked gonna, up right now. As soon as we get done, I'm going to go fucking unleash slowly rise up. <laughs> <No, right. laughs> <Men's laughs> Why'd your microphone keep falling?
2: <laughs> not my microphone. <laughs> did you just send him something? Yes, yeah, you sent it to you too. Oh, I didn't see my notifications. <laughs> oh my god. I don't need that in my text message.
1: (laughs) Horny talk with Dalton and Charlie. (laughs) Horny talk with Dalton and Charlie.
3: (laughs) Comes on right after her. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's it's full <laughs> after dark. It's our midnight block.
3: It's yeah, <laughs> after dark. <You're laughs> horny and strong. It's just
1: <laughs> I feel so oh, bad god. for our listeners just to be beep, 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 oh, it's beep, gonna be beep be, beep It's gonna be it's gonna be disaster
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> for poon. Oh.
1: oh, god,
2: that poon was so strong it gave me syndrome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god, hold on, hold on. I see if I can share my screen. Don't, please don't. No, we gotta watch this now. You just, you just, uh, this you're... is why it
2: takes us four hours to record an episode. I just want you to know that. God, it was a Jane Lynch four hours.
1: Commercial. Like, go on. I want you to watch this, uh, I want you to watch this, uh, commercial. Oh my god, to, and if I see. And if you laugh <laughs> during this <laughs> commercial, <laughs> it's going to... Really mother, I'm already going to hell. I'm already done. going to hell. You're, I, I'm just, I know it's going to be just the most ridiculous shit, I guarantee you. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. How do I share my fucking screen? Just oh. hit the share screen button. Yeah, uh, and you make screen? sure you
3: hit if there's sound to it, you got to make sure you hit share sound too.
1: Let's see. Share. Can you see that? Yep. It's not
2: acceptable. I can't hear it though. So up on it says it, it should say you are viewing you're sharing your screen. Uh, there should be a view options. Uh Here, or like a drop-down somewhere. Yeah, there's a drop down. Click on that and then make sure it says to share PC sound or share computer sound.
1: Mm-hmm. Share. Oh, it says mute, stop video, participants, chat, new share, pause no, share.
2: No, see so it looks different. Down on the by the share screen button, is there a an arrow or some sort of drop?
1: Share sound. Okay, yeah, yeah. There you go. Let's start out harsh. Just letting you know. It's not acceptable to call me a nigger.
6: It's not acceptable
7: to
4: call me a
1: speck. To call me a chink.
4: To call me a fag. It's not acceptable to call me a kike.
1: And it's not acceptable to call me a
3: retard or call yourself or your friends retarded. When they that do creepy, right?
1: The R word is the same as every minority slur. Treat it that way and don't use it. Spread the word to end the word. I saw this commercial earlier today, and when it cut to the girl with Down syndrome, you started I, laughing. A lot of my chair. Yes. <laughs> well, this is a shame on you. I've
2: never said that word in my entire life. So, shame on you too. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on.
1: i auto played another video. Hold on. <laughs> like, uh... oh my God. there's something uh, something related to jane lynch i was watching on youtube and they brought that commercial up i was like oh my god that aired on tv
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't think it did that seems like an online video oh my god youtube
1: (laughs) (laughs) um all right i'm proud of proud of my co-hosts good job yeah we didn't laugh We also told us not to laugh
2: charlie was biting his lip (laughs) i saw it he's hiding behind the microphone going
3: I was just really jealous of the first guy I want to say that word
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh man uh, the your, your stepmom's getting to you <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs> you started this. This is—it's
3: always your fault, but it really is your fault this time. Oh, uh, okay, let's circle all the way back. Logan Paul, born in Westlake, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're going, not going so all of the, that into a so segment for the end of the. We end got this. The is credit. the first
2: page? We're down to here on the first page. Oh <laughs> my
1: god. <laughs>